Hey, this is Keith. I'm the pastor of Blaze Church. Welcome to our podcast. I know today's message is going to inspire you, encourage you, and lead you to know God more. If you want to connect with us, visit us online at blazechurch.org. Enjoy today's message. Well, good morning. I am so so, so happy to be sharing with you this morning. I'm Pastor Amy, if we haven't gotten a chance to meet, and I'm thankful that you are here at Blaze Church this morning with us today. So, Toy Story, right? This movie is just, it's so cute. It's a child's dream. I remember when I saw this, I would go to sleep, like, with one eye open to see, like, are my toys, like, moving? Are they coming to life, right, as a child? And so, they even made a whole part of the Disney Parks Toy Story Land, and it's exactly like that. Uh, it, you feel like you're a to with the toys and that everything's come to life for you, and it's just a fun, fun thing. So I hope that you have fun today, that we laugh, and that we learn more about who God is. Is. So some interesting facts about the movie is that it was released November of 1995. And yes, I was alive then. I was seven years old. I know I look young, but it was just during my prime time of childhood. And so I remember just watching this with my brother and having a really good time enjoying this movie together. And something else that was really interesting is that it was the first completely computer generated film. So this was a huge and advancement for the 90s that everything was made on the computer. And so today we're going to follow the story of the two main characters, Buzz and Woody, and we're going to discover four truths in loving our enemies. So we're going to dive into God's word this morning. I'm going to be reading from Luke chapter 6, and it's words that Jesus shares uh, his, to his followers. So Luke chapter 6, verse 27 says, but to you, who are listening, I say, love your enemies. Do good to those who hate you. Bless those who curse you. Pray for those who mistreat you. And if someone slaps you on one cheek, turn to them the other also. If someone takes your coat, do not withhold your shirt from them. Give to everyone who asks you. And if anyone takes what belongs to you, do not demand it back. Do to others as you would have them do to you. And so I know what you're thinking this morning. Do good to those who hate me? <laughs> Pray for someone who mistreats me? And we can all agree, Jesus' words, they're strong and they're direct. And perhaps there's one thought that's crossing your minds right now. Maybe you're thinking, I don't have enemies. I love everybody. This doesn't apply to me. Or maybe you're thinking, I do have enemies. There are people in my life that I um, bump up against. And there's no way that I am loving that person. Do you know what they did to me? And so I want to start off by unpacking that first thought that we can lean into today. The thought that says, I don't have enemies. And so the definition of the word enemy is um, someone that's hostile, 
someone that hates, someone that threatens or opposes your status. Um, this could be someone who thinks differently than you. Maybe they vote differently than you. They eat differently than you. Um, someone that has maybe different morals, different standards. And I encountered my enemy a few months ago. So let me share the story with you. For months on end, I would go twice a week to the gym at 6 a.m. to spin class. So spin class is just when you ride the stationary bike. It's a good workout. I loved going. It was like my thing. And um, it's a big room. There's about 50 bikes in the room. And so at 6 a.m., there's like five of us that go. And everybody knows where they sit. So, you know, you, you go to the same place a lot. You sit in the same spot. And that just kind of becomes your spot. So I had my bike. And I was just, we go up twice a week, sit in my bike, got a good workout, all good. So... Unfortunately, I had to miss a few days, and um, I was super excited when it's time for me to go back to spin class and I'm getting ready, walking down the hall, smiling. Um, and I walk into class, and there's this girl that I never saw before, and she's sitting on my bike. And so I'm like feeling like, okay. There's like 50 bikes. Like, why is she sitting in my spot? But, you know, I'm going to be the good Christian. I'm going to show some grace and say she didn't know it was my spot. I never saw it before. So, you know what, Amy? It's okay. I'm going to pick a new spot. So, that's what I do. I find a new spot a little far away. And I ride the bike, have a great workout, and I accept my new spot. And I'm like, okay, that's good. Got my new spot. No big deal. That was a great workout. Okay. Thursday comes get up, go to spin, right? I'm walking, remember, 50 bikes, five people. And so I'm walking through the door and sure enough, she's there, that's great, she really likes spin. And she's sitting in the my new bike, like my spot, I'm like why? Like I remember texting my husband, like I don't know why she's sitting in my spot, like I don't get it, like you took my old spot and now you took my new spot and there was like 50 bikes and so just in that moment, she like became my bike enemy, it was bike wars, I don't know, it's a TV show or something, I don't know. But it was really funny, and it's a really funny story. But I was really faced with this call that Jesus calls us all to today to love our enemies. And so why? Why did she become my enemy in that moment? Well, she threatened my status. And so apparently if I wasn't on my bike, I didn't work out as good or something. I don't know. But it was really my heart that was challenged in those moments. I was challenged to love the person that threatened my status. I needed to learn what Jesus says. If someone takes your coat, don't withhold your shirt. And I needed to learn why it mattered to love my enemy as Jesus calls us to. And so what about that second response that we can lean into? I'm not going to love my enemies at all. And so I want you guys to stay tuned in to the end of the message because I believe as we discover these four truths to loving our enemy, that the Holy Spirit's going to start softening our hearts um, towards loving those who mistreat us. And so... Let's introduce you to the characters of our movie this morning, Andy's Room, the toys from Andy's Room. So Toy Story is about 
uh, toys in Andy's room. Um, they come alive when their owner isn't paying attention and he's not there. And Andy's a little boy that loves to play. He just plays and plays and plays and plays. And so he has one favorite toy, and that's Sheriff Woody. Let me get him out here. Here's Sheriff Woody. So play along with me. Everybody say, howdy, Woody. Howdy, Woody. Good job. So this is Sheriff Woody. He's Andy's favorite toy. He's always the one that um, wins and beats the bad guys. He's the one that gets to uh, snuggle at night with Andy in his bed. He's the one that has uh, pictures all over Andy's room, his comforters, all things Woody. And so he's Andy's favorite toy. Woody is living his best life being Andy's favorite toy. Now, unfortunately, birthdays and Christmases come around and Andy's toys, they get a little nervous. They start feeling like their status may be threatened by a new toy that Andy receives. So this is what happens and Andy has a surprise birthday present and he receives a new toy. And so the new toy comes along. His name is Buzz Lightyear Space Ranger. And how about a little target practice? Yes, yes. sorry, I did that on accident. Um, so this is Buzz, Buzz Lightyear. And so again, play along with me, okay? We're going to say to infinity and beyond. Ready? To, to infinity, infinity and beyond. Very good. So this is Buzz, Space Ranger. And um, he enters the scene. And he thinks that he's actually a space ranger and not a toy. So what happens is he enters Andy's room and Buzz and Woody are meeting for the first time. So let's take a look at the screens at what happens. So clearly Woody is so thrilled, right? That there is a new toy in Andy's room. No, he's not. He's not thrilled at all. He even says to Buzz, this is my but there must be a mistake. And he feels as though the other toys are going to think less than of him, that um, he is less than because of this situation with Buzz entering the scene. And so, unfortunately, there is no mistake. Um, Buzz is becoming Andy's favorite toy. And so we see as the movie goes on, uh, the comforter starts to change and Buzz is being played with more than Andy. And so Buzz ends up replacing Andy, uh, replacing Woody as Andy's favorite toy. So the question is how does one who feels replaced demonstrate love towards their replacement? And I believe it's by understanding our first truth to loving our enemies. And it's that no one can replace you in God's eyes. You are not replaceable. There is only one you, and you are valuable to God. The psalmist in Psalm chapter 139 says this to the Lord. You made all the delicate inner parts of my body and knit me together in my mother's womb. Thank you for making me so wonderfully complex. Your workmanship is marvelous. How well I know it. You watched me as I was being formed in utter seclusion, as I was woven together in the dark of the womb. You saw me before I was born. 
every day of my life was recorded in your book. Every moment was laid out before a single day had passed. And the first thing that this scripture tells us is that you are unique. There is no one else like you in the entire world, and there will never be anyone else like you. You are one and only. God, he broke the mold after he made you. And I try to remember this fact that God, he doesn't create carbon copies. He only creates originals. And so if you travel the entire world, you will not find any other person that has the same fingerprint as you, footprint as you, or voice print as you do, because you are unique. And so the second thing the scripture tells us is that you are complex. And God, he made you complex. And he made you different than anybody else. And that makes you special. And I want you to receive that today. I know sometimes when someone is speaking this truth into our lives, we could resist it. Like, special? I don't know. Receive it today. You are unique. You are special. God made you that way. And he loves you. You are so special to your creator. And the third thing this passage reveals to us is that you were created for purpose. We say here at Blaze Church, right? We're created on purpose and for a purpose. God created everything in this world for purpose. And that includes you. You're not here by accident, despite what you may have believed in the past. You didn't just evolve. You were not created by some biological process. You are who you are because God made you that way. And he has a plan and he has a purpose for your life because God, he does not make mistakes. And friends, I want this truth to sink into our hearts. God values you. He knows every single hair on your head because he created your head, <laughs> right? And when we're challenged to love someone who slaps our cheek, let's remember what Jesus says. He says, turn to them, the other also. We can love our replacements here on earth because we know in God's eyes we are not replaceable. We can love our enemies now because we know our value is in Jesus. Matthew 10, 31 says this. So do not be afraid. You are more valuable to God than a whole flock of sparrows. And truth number one to loving our enemies is you are not replaceable because you are valuable to God. And so unfortunately, Woody he is not believing this truth at all. He is feeling super replaced. And it is what's happening to him. And he does not choose to love Buzz. Um, he actually literally tries to take him out of the room. And so he accidentally pushes him out of the window. He was really shooting for behind the desk. So he says, I don't know. Um, but then when Andy comes to get Buzz so he can take him out to dinner with him, he can't find him. So he settles for Woody instead. But then Buzz ends up catching up with them uh, when they stop at the gas station. So we are going to watch as the two duel it out together. So what does the Bible say? 
about fighting with our enemies. So Buzz and Woody, they duel it out. And then at the end, what he says there, he says, I'm a lost toy, right? After this big fight, he's more lost than ever before. And so the Bible gives us specific instructions on how to love those who have wronged us or knocked us out of the window in Buzz's case. And it's not to fight back in the typical fashion that we kind of resort to at times. Um, let's look back at Luke chapter 6 verse 27. But to you who are listening, I say, love your enemies. Do good to those who hate you. Bless those who curse you. Pray for those who mistreat you. So Jesus, he doesn't tell us, seek revenge, right? He doesn't say, oh, pay them back. They'll get what they, they deserve. He says, do good. Bless. Pray. And Romans 12, 14 says this, bless those who persecute you. Don't curse them. Pray that God will bless them. And so our second truth in learning to love our enemies is to pray and not fight. God will fight our battles when we pray for our enemies. Like that first song we sang, we declared that. We fight our battles on our knees. And so I know it's true in my life, maybe in yours too. It rarely makes me feel any better when I um, hold a grudge or when I seek revenge or I dishonor others. Instead, we get this beautiful opportunity to choose Jesus's way, which is to pray for our enemies. And so maybe during these last two weeks of 21 days of prayer, this is what the Holy Spirit's stirring in your heart. You know, join us online. You can go to uh, blazechurch.org slash 21 days. And there are services every morning that you can tune into. And just surrender that person to him. And he'll start to work that out in your heart as you surrender it. And so when we pray for our enemies, we start to view them differently. It changes the way we perceive our enemies. And so the rest of that verse in Romans chapter 12, it says this, do not repay anyone evil for evil. Be careful to do what is right in the eyes of everyone. If it is possible, as far as it depends on you, live at peace with everyone. Do not take revenge, my dear friends, but leave room for God's wrath, for it is written, it is mine to avenge. I will repay, says the Lord. On the contrary, and this is the part, if your enemy is hungry, feed him. If he is thirsty, give him something to drink. Do not be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. And as we do this, our perspective shifts and we can start seeing our enemy as that person we talked about earlier, the special, unique, one of a kind creation of God. And ultimately, we realize that our enemy actually needs us. They need us to point them to Jesus. So our third truth in learning to love our enemy is, is your enemy needs you to choose compassion. So up until this point in the movie, the Toy Story, Buzz 
space ranger. He thinks he's actually really a space ranger. He does not want to accept that he is just a toy. And so despite Woody's efforts to tell him over and over and over, you are a toy, you are a toy, you're not a space ranger, he doesn't want to accept it. And so Buzz needs to realize this for himself. And so they are trapped in evil Sid's next, the next door neighbor of Andy's house. And Buzz fails at flying out the window. And now his, like, everything he believed about himself is totally crushed. And so um, let's look at what Woody says to him and how he encourages him in this moment. Take a look at the screen. That's what was happening there. Woody was talking to Buzz and encouraging him the way he wanted to be treated, the way the things that he said that he wanted true for himself, he was telling Buzz and encouraging him. And when we look back at Luke chapter 6, verse 31, we see that Jesus says, do to others as you would like them do, to do to you. And then Matthew chapter 7, verse 12 says, do to others whatever you would like them to do to you. This is the essence of all that is taught in the law and the prophets. So it sounds easy, yet it's very hard to implement. And I'm right there with you. When it comes to loving our enemies, Jesus says, treat them the way you want to be treated. And then Jesus goes on to say in Luke chapter 6, verse 32, if you love only those who love you, why should you get credit for that? Even sinners love those who love them. And if you do only good, only, sorry, excuse me, if you do good only to those who do good to you, why should you get credit? Even sinners do that much. And if you lend money only to those who can repay you, why should you get credit? Even sinners will lend to other sinners for a full return. And then he says this, love your enemies. Do good to them. Lend to them without expecting to be repaid. Then your reward from heaven will be very great. And you will truly be acting as children of the most high. For he is kind to all who are unthankful and wicked. You must be compassionate just as your father is compassionate. And when we choose compassion, we are acting as the children of the Most High. And I know that showing mercy and compassion to the enemy, it always seems unreasonable. It is like, doesn't make sense. And yet Jesus, he tells us how to fulfill this. He says, do to them what you want done to you. And so would you want someone to demonstrate compassion to you? Yeah, I do. Yep. Then you constant, consciously demonstrate compassion towards them. And I had this type of scenario when I was teaching a few years back. And there was a very difficult person I needed to work with. And honestly, it was so hard day in and day out. It was very difficult. But when I realized if I consciously made that effort to pray before I spoke to them, to think, okay, well, how would I want to be treated if I was that person? It changed everything. Maybe it, it didn't change her and the situation that was happening, but it changed me and it changed how I perceived her now as a child of God, as someone that God created and wants to pursue. And so remember this third truth 
that your enemy needs you to be compassionate. And I know it's hard, and I know it feels impossible. It could even be impossible without our final truth. Okay, so I know you're all wondering, right? Does, does Buzz get blasted off into space by evil Sid? Does um, he get reunited with Andy? Like, what is going to happen here? And so we all know that theme song, right? You got a friend in me. Like, how do we get there? <laughs> how do we have a friend together? And so our last clip, we're going to watch as Buzz and Woody, they work together to get back to Andy. Let's watch what happens. So cute, yay, happy ending. They get back to Andy, right? So our last truth in helping us learn to love our enemies is that reconciliation is possible. Buzz and Woody, they reconcile their differences and they have that same goal and that same end result. It's to get back to Andy, right? That, wood, that word reconcile, it means to restore friendly relations between. And that's just what happened in our movie. And that's so exciting. And so Colossians chapter 1, verse 19, it talks about reconciliation between us and God. And so let's read what, what it says. For God in his fullness was pleased to live in Christ. And through him, God reconciled everything to himself. He made peace with everything in heaven and on earth by means of Christ's blood on the cross. This includes you, who were once far from God. You were his enemies, separated from him by your evil thoughts and actions. Yet now he has reconciled you to himself through the death of Christ in his physical body. And as a result, he has brought you into his own presence. And you are holy and blameless as you stand before him without a single fault. Jesus came to the world to save us so that now we can be his friends. So let's remember Jesus' call to love our enemies. And to answer that first question from earlier, Pastor Amy, you don't know what they did to me. And you are so right. I don't know what they did. But I know what Jesus did. And what he did when I was his enemy. And I wish I can tell you this morning that now me and the girl from the gym, we like go together to spin and that we're like best friends, but we're not. And I don't see her. She doesn't come anymore. But I know that if she did, I could love her. And it's not because I'm a good person. It's because the Holy Spirit who lives inside of me is. And I have plenty of other stories I can share with you where there was moments where God restored relationships that were broken. And I promise you that does not happen in this way without first understanding how Jesus reconciled your relationship with God the Father. And I know we all have people in our lives that are hard to love, that are challenging, that push us to our limits. <laughs> but you can love them and you can be reconciled back to them. And it's only by the blood of Jesus that we are reconciled back to our Father. So when we understand that truth today, it, 
it makes it a little easier to love our, our enemy. And we get this privilege to be a peacemaker. Now, once we understand that we're reconciled back to God, it's, it's a beautiful opportunity that now we can be reconcilers. Oh, I made up word. We can be, <laughs> we can reconcile with others, okay? And so um, I know that this morning, there could be some of you in the room that you're hearing this for the first time and you're saying, boy, like, I don't know if I have that relationship with God as my father or, um, I want you to take this moment that we're going to have and just really lean in and really say, wow, I want to be reconciled back to God in that way. And so I'd love the privilege to pray with you this morning and to speak that into your life. So as the band joins me up on stage, I want us to just have a postured prayer. This is something we actually, we teach the kids, we teach our kids, but we teach your kids too if you have them in there, to have a postured prayer. This is a prayer that we're surrendering we're surrendering our life. We're surrendering our old patterns of, of revenge, of hate, of um, conflict. And we're, we're saying, Lord, it is because of your blood that I can love that enemy. I could love that person that has mistreated me, that I can turn the other cheek and show forgiveness to. So join me in a posture of prayer. Maybe it's just you close your eyes, you put your hands in your lap, and you fold them. And I just want you to make this prayer true for you this morning. Heavenly Father, I am in desperate need of being reconciled back to you. We desire this morning for true, authentic relationship with you. And I pray for every person here this morning as they're leaning in to these truths of loving our enemies that you call us to. It is not an accident that they are here this morning. And I pray that these words sink deep into our hearts today, that we leave this place changed, that we leave this place a new creation because of what you did on the cross, Lord. Our relationship with you is now reconciled. Say it, even if you're saying this for the first time, say, I believe that Jesus died on the cross so I could be made new. Today, I give you my life so that I can live for you, Jesus. So may you use each of us today as we leave this place to reconcile with our enemies and to love them and show compassion and to remember that we are unique, that we are special, that you made us for a reason. And may that truth never leave our hearts and our minds this morning. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. So why don't you just stand with me this morning? And let's just celebrate who God is. Do you, are you guys thankful that God has reconciled you? Yeah, let's praise him for that because I know that I am thankful for that. And so in these next few moments, we're going to just pray. And if it was your first time really understanding who God is, the welcome team is going to come around. They have a special book for you. Just put your hand out. They'd love to give it to you. And if you never got one of these before, take one. They're free. We want this for you so that you can know more of who God is, who Jesus is, and why he reconciled your relationship with God the Father. And so these next few moments, we're going to sing a song called Good Grace. And it's all about Jesus being our redemption and our salvation. And I want you to take these moments and just sing it out. The words will be on the screen. Make it true for you that Jesus is your hope. So let's worship him together.